Do you ever want to be a guest on a super cool podcast hosted by a glamorous power couple from their cutting-edge home studio on the outskirts of a major metropolitan world hub? Hollywood, anyone? Us, too. Until then, let's pretend. One of these days, you might get a DM, a PM, an EM, or even a message in a bottle inviting you to join my husband and I for an hour or two in our chat lab, working on solutions for all the world's problems. And when you are invited, there's only one response. Yeah, uh-huh. Baby, I know we don't have much love, but I want to give you something to last forever. This week, we have Demetrius Witherspoon with us. He is an R&B singer. He is a songwriter and musician. A musician? Demetrius? Yeah. Yes? Okay. Yeah. Thought so. He is a writer of science fiction universe. Is, award-winning producer? Yeah, he's a, an award-winning filmmaker, producer. For his sub- submerged universe series. For his submerged, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Demetrius. Thank you for joining us. Oh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Lisa, uh, for having me here. It's, you know, a privilege to be able to do this and 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 and, and talk to sci-fi junkies just like us. Yeah. Well, you got a junkie right here. I'm sitting right next to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's all about this stuff. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you started in music, right? singing yes yeah and then you transferred you kind of transferred transitioned into film through doing music video right right Right. do you see yourself going back to music is that something or are you like doubling down on the film at least for now yeah for for right now Mm -hmm. uh, double down on you know being a filmmaker and producer and Mm -hmm. a writer of that you know, music's in my heart, so it was my yeah. first first love, uh, art, and then the music, and so yeah. Every now and then, I get itching to perform because we have a band and mm-hmm. all, all of that. But well, right. it was this, it was just Demetrius in the band right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and you know, we we performed for a, uh, a couple of years, mm-hmm. and but once I started to do filming and produce my own uh, music videos Mm -hmm. then that's when I was like this fits like a glove this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and so that's that's 
how I got into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. We did view one of your promotional videos and there was one where you were singing at a wedding and it was, it was inspiring. Oh, it was very thank nice. You. Yeah. Well, you, you. you had people moving, you had the, 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 you know, the people were obviously enjoying the performance. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Good showmanship. Um, I forgot my, <laughs> I forgot my videos out there. That's why we put it out there. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying that we dive deep, but we do yeah, right. dive. <laughs> <laughs> we like to have something to talk about. Take a right, right. Yes. We, we put our toes in that water. I see. I see. No, I, I, you know, yeah. I enjoyed it, but it was just, I think when when you find something that you really love and have passion for, there's mm-hmm. just nothing else like it. So, mm-hmm. you know, any road bumps or anything you hit, you're going to keep, you're going to, you know, you're going to keep going. And so with film, that's uh, what I found. Let me get Lisa's mic a little bit closer to her here. Yeah, because I'm not loud enough with that as it is. <laughs> so okay. you, mm-hmm. you did say that you like R&B music. And when I think about like when I was a kid, I always, uh, I like bands like, oh, Al Green, Hall & Oates, Cool and the Gang. Yeah. Some of this stuff with Sister Sledge, I remember that. I mean, they mm-hmm. beat, the Pirates beat the Reds in the 79 playoffs and they played that song. And even though it annoyed me to no end, I still love the song. <laughs> and I, it's yeah. like, do you, do you, do you channel some of those old, older songs or do you, do you do some of those? Uh, most definitely. You know, I'm a, a seventies child. So, mm-hmm. uh, all of that was playing in my house as I was growing up and, yeah. Uh, especially the eighties. And then you get into the nineties with the boys, the men and things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm all over though. Cause you know, part of that, I'm a DJ also. So, you know, country Tim McGraw, you know, all some of the, the, the new guys and girls that are, mm-hmm. are doing their thing in country and uh, most definitely R and B and pop. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I listen to it all classical I love scores to films. I love Hans Zimmerman mm-hmm. um, and his scores and the other guy that did the Mandalorian and the last few Creed movies, um, mm-hmm. his scores. So I, I'm a, I love music in all different forms. Uh, so, but the, most definitely the oldies, but goodies, very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you do a lot of your, your own music? I, I did, yes.
uh, for the films, the first three, I did mm-hmm. the some of the music, and then I started getting into collabing with other mm-hmm. local bands, and they I let them score my third film, Nari Reborn. But mm-hmm. when we got to the fourth and fifth film, I started working with composers and 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 studios that work with Walt Disney. And uh, now we have um, a Grammy winner. Going he, He's going to be scoring the feature-length film that we're working on for Submerged Galaxy of Subversion. And so, you know, just over a while, just meeting and networking with so many people, then we're able to, you know, take it to the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, you answered one of my questions. I was wondering if you did, you know, the music scores mm-hmm. to some, some of the uh, films. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, uh, I mean, that's extraordinary when you think about having your hands on a project like that at, at so many different levels, you know. So it, much creative control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you think about it, that's ideal and that you've, mm-hmm. you've got the vision in your in your head mm-hmm. of what what the characters are doing and, and, and the action and being able to actually even bring it all together, pull it all together with music. Yeah. yeah, and one of the composers, the first one I really dealt with is Jeremy Woods, and he's done also other music for musicians out of uh, Nashville. But, you know, we created a bond by networking. We created a bond, and he had that Hans Zimmerman kind of feel, and mm-hmm. uh, he worked on Echo 51. That's on Amazon Prime and Roku. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched that. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. It's and uh, so, yeah, and he and and so we know music brings everything together. You might have dialogue and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know, coming from Star Wars and Battlestar Galactica, all all of those different things, when you add that music touch to it, it just takes it to a whole nother level. You know, when the uh, bad guys coming in, or mm-hmm. when the good guys creates when Luke the is, feels. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. You know, we know when Luke comes into the room because of the music. And so I loved every aspect of that. We grew up, you know, we would go outside most definitely, but we grew up on movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And yes. so we had $2 or a dollar um, Tuesdays in my little mm-hmm. small town. In we did too here in Cincinnati. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody could go in. You know, it was a family of seven of us, mm-hmm. uh, so we could go in and 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 do that. And so every aspect of that, you know, I've always enjoyed. And now that I get to do it myself, my next ultimate goal is to have an orchestra play mm-hmm. the music. You yeah. know, and that that would just be, mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably almost die just to see that and be in the same room with an orchestra playing music that somebody's constructed from scratch for your film yeah that'd be wow like i don't know Mm -hmm. if you could i don't know if you could imagine star wars without john williams comp you know composition oh oh man my we went to a concert before covid hit you know where they had the orchestra it was the louisville orchestra playing um against the empire strikes back Mm-hmm. And played the score and it would just it took it to a whole nother level yeah see, yeah you know the orchestra playing uh the full score so uh, i really enjoyed that so powerful yeah i i once watched a 
a little thing about music and movies. This, I wouldn't, it, I guess it was a, a documentary mm-hmm. and it played the scenes from certain movies without the music. And it's yeah. just completely different. Right. Yeah. 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 And then sometimes, of course, there's the power of no music. But yes, I place. mean, <laughs> most of the time, music creates the, you know, where, where the movie maker, the, the filmmaker wants the scene to go mm-hmm. so that yeah. you go where they're, they want you to. It helps you get there. Right. right. Now, uh, you're, you're from Louisville? Uh, yes. When I was, I would say probably about seven, but I was born in Louisville. All my family, majority of my family lived there, but then we moved to Bardstown, Kentucky, which is oh, okay. about 45 minutes south of Louisville, you know, Great bourbon town. capital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, bourbon capital. We've been there. Yeah. We, uh, we've been there. So I yes. worked for Jim Beam for a while, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> we had our bourbon. Right yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had a yeah. bourbon tasting down there at Bardstown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Night. And it was some sort of uh, hybrid bar amphitheater. It was, mm-hmm. it was like this huge complex, but it was just a really mm-hmm. cool place, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah, I, I'm sure I, you know what it is, but. I have to ask, do you know Kirk McCauley? Because if you say right. Kirk, yeah, I know Kirk. I'm going to be like, really? <laughs> She's throwing you a curveball. The name, the, the name is escaping me, but if yeah, I see no. face. It's a joke. Okay. What what happened was one time we went to a uh, a concert in Indianapolis and we ended up sharing an Uber home from the concert. Was it Indianapolis? It doesn't matter. And on the way, I noticed that one of the gentlemen sounded a bit like my cousin Kirk. Mm. And I said, "You sound just like my cousin Kirk." And he goes, "You know Kirk?" <laughs> and it was my cousin. Oh, wow. I it- know, right? You We're see, not even in like, you know, I mean, okay, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Louisville, kind of a triangle, but still. Right. Know? Yeah. No, it's a small so, world. It's yeah. Small and, world. and Kirk is very popular. He's uh, also, he's six feet tall and he's a redhead. So, <laughs> you know, he's, he's very much a redhead. So, so Louisville's kinda, like the biggest yeah. small town in America. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, you yeah. know, you never know. You never know. Yeah. You know, I love Louisville. Mm-hmm. The food in Louisville is amazing. Like we're from yeah. Cincinnati, of course. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh-huh. You know, we're starting to get a taste of some of the, the chains that they had down there. But just that like ten different. years ago, we would yeah. go down there and they had what was that? Wicks Pizza. Oh, oh I love Wicks. Mm. It was amazing. Oh. Wow. But, I yeah, yeah Wicks. There's only one place here in Cincinnati that comes close to Wicks. Yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> but of course, we haven't been to Chicago. So, so you do know. you still live in Louisville? Is that? Uh, no, I, I I'm in uh, Indianapolis. Uh, my okay. folks are still in Bardstown, mm-hmm. and the rest of my brothers and sisters are. Two of my sisters and my brother is in Louisville, and then my other brothers in North Carolina. But but yeah, mm-hmm. you know it's it's always home, most definitely, mm-hmm. and it's always good to see the changes because it's like you know the town is just growing by leaps and bounds. And so it's always good to go back home and uh, mm-hmm. check out things, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lisa probably would like to go a little bit more often than we do. But... Well, I mean, my extended family is all down there now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So my, basically my dad's sister and all of my, my cousins yeah. are all down there. I mean, I have uh, some cousins on my mother's side, but we're not really in touch 
like I am with my aunt and the boys. So, yeah. Nice. That's nice. Yeah. So we go down there. Well, we didn't go obviously in 2020 mm-hmm. um, or actually this year, but we've like gone to Thunder. My aunt would rent a hotel room at the uh, Galt House. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the family would, would hang and we'd go to Thunder. And it's mm-hmm. just kind of a really nice, you know, thing to get together. Yeah, yeah, especially right there on the river and everything. Right. So, you ever go to Thunder? Uh, no, I have not yeah. actually. I it's like yeah. I think that started right after I left, like in the nineties. Okay. Uh, when I when I moved up here, so I've been yeah. here in, in Indianapolis for uh, twenty seven years. So okay. Um, oh, but, okay. Well, we got we've been married for twenty seven years. That's how long we've been married. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Is <laughs> congratulations. that what brought you in Indianapolis? Your wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, she lived a little bit outside of here, but you know, for me, coming from a small town to Indianapolis, Mm -hmm. you know, things are going Mm -hmm. on, and especially now, it's very conducive to filmmaking and and Mm -hmm. DJing. You know, so my work, you know, is is, it's nice. It's Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, great. But so we we should say Mm -hmm. the name of your production company is DV Entertainment Pictures, right? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And based out of Indianapolis? Yes. Uh Okay. Did the, were you always a sci-fi fan from early on? Yes. You know, my first images of Star Wars, (laughs) you know, Uh I remember those, but I think the most vivid one was Empire Strikes Back. I can remember sitting, we were sitting on the left side of the theater mm-hmm. uh, toward the front because it was so packed. It's just a two screen theater, you know, small town and sitting there and just seeing Luke and Yoda up on the, on the screen, you know, it's like, wow, you know, and so, yeah, m- most definitely, um, you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars and my, Dad would watch the older sci-fi and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we would watch Star Trek and, you know, even the B sci-fi films, you know, we, so I would sit there with my dad. I remember them, but Mm -hmm. now I appreciate what, what they did and and what it was, you know, inspiring. My dad, my dad too, fostered my love of science fiction. In fact, the first movie that I really remember watching is Plan 9 from Outer Space. Oh, wow. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) And it has, it actually made me a lifelong Ed Wood fan. So Mm. there is that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? Yeah. I enjoy the the parody type of thing. I mean, even though technically he wasn't parodying film, but like, Mm. you know, Weird Al and and Ed Wood, I have to bring Wood Al, Weird Al into every podcast. Right. Because right. we share yes. a birth date. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what, her dad mm-hmm. loved science fiction so much. What she mm-hmm. said is absolutely true because it's mm-hmm. like, one of the, you know how a, a father, a potential father-in-law will interview you for uh, being with his daughter, right? So right. my first interview was all about the movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still. <laughs> <laughs> and I failed miserably because I'd never seen yeah. it before. <laughs> well, I mean, he was comparing the original yeah. with the newer one that was that was coming out. He was he was 
concerned that they bothered to make a remake. He was a bit of a traditionalist. He loved that movie, though. I yeah, mean, he, he did. That. Mm-hmm. One of the only things he ever, like, went into detail with me about, you know, like, where he really broke it down like, and uh, talk, talked about how it affected like him. Like, Klaatu Barada. I mean, I was I was yeah. quizzed. <laughs> right. right. I, had to, I had to know the lingo. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> Just word in case word. they showed up. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we, we were uh-huh. in that was part part of our thing, you know, Friday mm-hmm. night and get, you know, maybe rent we you know, we didn't have enough money to buy VCR at that time when you rent one mm-hmm. and you know, Star Wars so it was somewhere in that rental, uh, you know, or you know, Indiana Jones and all of that. So so finally, you know, getting to that point where you can make your own films and mm-hmm. uh, especially dealing with Safa because it's so much you know, the special effects, visual effects and all that. And so mm-hmm. really just learning how that works is, you know, it's just amazing movie magic. And so, you know, me and my 14 year old daughter, we would, when we started, we would watch YouTube and mm-hmm. uh, figure out how to make visual effects. And when mm-hmm. I would write the script, I would make it, I would make it just enough. I would make the script enough where I knew I could at least do a visual effects some mm-hmm. kind of way, you know, in there. So you would adjust your script to the facts you could do? Right, right. Okay. And, you know, after a while, we started to, again, network and collab with mm-hmm. other visual effects guys. And by the time we got to Echo 51, we had like like five visual effects guys uh, working yeah. on that. And, so uh, I, did, I did notice an improvement. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a little bit, right? Not, 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 not throwing shade in any way. I did no. notice that there was a, you know, yeah. Do you feel that you would consider refilming the first couple of episodes to bring them up a little bit, or are you going to stick to the tradition of this is what was available and this is what I'm proud of? Because I think it's Most something of- to be proud of. I, the first episode, yeah, you know, it was good. Well, well thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. You know, with being an independent filmmaker, you know, <laughs> your first film is your first film and you get your baby. And, and, right. And you, and you learn things each time mm-hmm. you do a film. Right. So the ultimate goal is to try to get better on each one. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it's, it is a, a proud thing to do because some people just think about making a film Mm -hmm. but you've did it either way it goes bad or good you did Mm -hmm. it and it's out there and you keep keep going you know Mm -hmm. and so I don't think now if I had millions of dollars and maybe yeah sometime maybe I would go go back but most definitely I would go forward because Mm -hmm. people love going back to say oh wow this is what they started you know yeah, and look then, where they are now. Yeah, and, and look where mm-hmm. they are now. And so, and and that's kind of where I've, I've found things, especially mm-hmm. as we've been going over the eight years of mm-hmm. uh, building this franchise. So, but, you know, it's, 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 it's fun to go back and kind of look from time to time because that's where you started and the people that you work with and where they are now. There's people in mm-hmm. Nairi Reborn now that are now on The Mandalorian Katie O'Brien, she's been on The Mandalorian. She's been in uh, Z Nation, Walking Dead. Oh, uh, I love Z Nation. Yeah, the fifth uh, season. She, she's the yeah. main character. Uh-huh. 
mm-hmm. in there. So, so you've mentored um, her, and here she is. She's well, you um, know, it's just you know, you're you've become family on their journey, mm-hmm. and yeah. you've seen you've seen something in them. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's amazing. You someday right. she's going to be, somewhere. and and mm-hmm. then you know, uh, finally she yeah. went out to L.A. and she mm-hmm. got with the right people. And so yeah, to to see them and and Bishop Stevens, he was a mm-hmm. former WWE wrestler. And when he would come, he would drive from St. Louis four hours something to film with us, then drive to Chicago to be on uh, Chicago PD and Empire on oh, Fox wow. TV and to see his career growing now that he has movies on netflix and things like that and Mm -hmm. you know he's always like don't you give my character away i'm coming back to play lores you know Mm -hmm. so to be able to work with tremendous humbled actors like that has uh, um, been amazing Mm -hmm. to to be able to do now was the was the switch from nairi to liz planned from the very beginning no actually you know as you i yeah i studied film and and things like that you know just being a fan of film and then making Mm -hmm. it but as i started to get into it deeper and go to sci-fi conventions and gen con which has over seventy thousand people come through it's Mm -hmm. a gaming convention but they have a film and started to realize what world building is about what Mm -hmm. transmedia is about and Mm -hmm. starting to build that world and you know so so by the time I got in my first major film festival and I started Mm -hmm. to see what how things people were reacting and things like that to the film I was like okay Mm -hmm. I can't do anything with just one film but I'm gonna continue this story Mm -hmm. and build on it and then I can put those together and people will be able to come back and see this, you know, and this is kind of before streaming really happened. This is 2014, you know, right. you know, streaming hadn't hit his stride yet, but I knew that I could continue these stories. And so that's what I did. I continued and and by the, I would say the second one, I, I realized where I want to be with mm-hmm. this story. Mm-hmm. And, and so so going from the third one, we kind of jumped a little bit. We did Echo 51, which went further into the universe because mm-hmm. Submerged Universe is it's about a young lady. The multiverse. That's, right, right, right. And she gets thrown into a multiverse and has to find her way out and find her daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of this submerged experiment being done in on different species, then that's when we went further into that with... Echo 51 and light and her dealings with that. And and we kind of see a glimpse of Liz and where she. I'm assuming that Liz is light or is that? Uh, No, no. Light is the uh, lady that was all green from the planet Echo. And, and Liz, she showed up toward the end. Uh, Spoiler alert for people that haven't watched it yet. Because I was thinking that Liz was the green girl. No, no. Okay, so Liz is the girl who brought the team and rescued her. That is correct. Okay. And so what what I've done, and, and actually there's a fifth film that we film. We're fixing up the uh, visual effects, and that'll mm-hmm. be out. We're shooting for October uh, mm-hmm. of this Ooh, year to have that out. 
So, so that that is gonna uh, it's the fifth film, but it's gonna kind of fill the gap of what happened to Nairi and her daughter, and mm-hmm. why we see Liz where she is right before Echo Fifty One. So that's what I did. I kind of went mm-hmm. back and 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 answered people's questions. We slowed it down, answered people's questions because the next is we were going to do a feature film. It's actually going to be a series. And it's a galaxy of subversion and Bishop Stevens coming back, playing his role. And mm-hmm. we got a bunch of other people, uh, Mimi Craven from Wes Craven's uh, ex-wife. Uh, she's coming back. Well, she's not, she's coming on board to be a character mm-hmm. in the feature length film. She was in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know that one. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, as we go along, We'll be able to see where Liz and her crew are and, and how they mm-hmm. uh, are trying to stop this uh, evil, evil, seemingly unstoppable force, mm-hmm. the Craig Empire. So let's take a break right now. I had a question I wanted to ask Demetrius, and maybe I'll save it after our sponsor break. Okay. Okay. And now, ladies and gentlemen, a word from our sponsors. What I wanted to know is, you know, I think of uh, Anne Flux, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think of uh, Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In case you're wondering what kind of chicks he's into. (laughs) uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, who portrays... Uh Black Widow. Black Black Widow. Widow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other day he said ScarJo was a little, getting a little old for him. No, no, no. So, of course, I punched him. Because I'm uh, older than that her. wouldn't be nice to say. <laughs> but so I notice you have strong female characters in your stories. I'm wondering, yeah. um, that, does that uh, come from your uh, upbringing? Yeah, or, where, where's that come from? I would say, you know, g- growing up, you know, uh, we had Sigourney Weaver. We had in Terminator, you know, strong women that mm-hmm. you know went through some things but they come out stronger on the other side and yeah. so that always um spoke to me you know and to mm-hmm. really see that and, and also part of my story is like inspired by uh, a real life lady that was homeless and mm-hmm. she would be panhandling uh, on a, one of the main streets here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I would help whenever I could, but I was like, man, what it took for her to be in this position. And, you know, what if she got thrown into this other world and mm-hmm. uh, had a child and had to come out stronger on the other side, not only just physically, but uh, mm-hmm. mentally to deal with her surroundings and right. uh, and things. And so that in, inspired me to start. That's what I started with. I started thinking about mm-hmm. this lady running down this alley with men, people that look like men in black, this government g- coming after her. And that's where my, my original mm-hmm. thoughts started. And so, and plus I have four girls. I mean, I have three girls and one boy, you know, and so I have uh, strong women in my family, you know, mm-hmm. and I have uh, uh, twin sisters. Ah. So two sisters. Uh-huh. And, you know, and my mom and dad and, uh, and seven two, kids. Did you say you know, there, there's, there's five of us total. Okay. I'm the oldest. And then I have two brothers and twin sisters. Okay. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like, you know, I like that. Yeah. I like a good, strong female character. You know, I like mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Theron uh, does a lot of roles that I like, you know. For, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, and it's not until you really start getting out, getting feedback from crowds, because I do a lot of film festivals and things over the years and mm-hmm. women, women come up to compliment me because yeah, they're tough women, but they still have heart. You know, it's not right. just this kicking. They didn't make but them a, yeah, they're not just a all guy. Hard. You're right, right. Yeah, it's not a guy with breasts. <laughs> right, right. I mean, sometimes it's just well, a guy with breasts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, so I've gotten a lot of compliments about that, and and just to get feedback how it's touched so many women on different levels, you know, things they've gone through, you know, with some, the one lady was like, you know, losing a child and, you know, she cried mm-hmm. when Nairi was in the, do- the doctor's office, seeing a child for the first time. And mm-hmm. so those, those kind of things that mm-hmm. those is what spirits me on, you know, the awards, the money and all that kind of stuff, all that's going to come later, but just mm-hmm. being able to make a film that, um, touches someone in some kind of way and you don't know Mm -hmm. i don't go in thinking okay i'm gonna write it this way so you know it can hit this crowd or this uh soapbox subject you know some people can Mm -hmm. do that but i I don't i just write from my heart and then however it touches you it touches you and and so i've been fortunate to be able to get feedback you know from uh different Mm -hmm. ones that's great i think yeah. If you're an actress, I would think that some of these roles that may have not have been available to you in the past mm-hmm. are really attractive, you know, being physical, being active, you know, yeah. being a strong character, leading. Yeah, role, it's, you know. I mean, just having a strong, well written female character could help launch your career just by simply the fact that you have a strong, well written female character. And mm. that's, still not something that you find all the time but i think audiences mm-hmm. can tell when it's phony though right it's right forced. Mm-hmm. you know they can tell yeah you know they're, they're not for they're, they're, yeah. the good characters really uh emerge organically I mean, kind of conversely i mean i i can't remember right now but as a teenager there was a, a books that i was reading and the the female character was really well written and oh it's been so long but i was really I was surprised that it wasn't written by a woman, Mm. you know, I mean, yeah, because you kind of expect a female character to be written well by women. So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of, this character was well-written and from the female perspective. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's, you know, for me, I just try to respect the character, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not about just, it's not like, you know, showing boobs and, you know, whatever else. <laughs> well, it's and, it's and not that thing, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, every movie has its place and everything. And mm-hmm. I try to keep it fun for a family. You know, I think about Star Wars and stuff. You can right. still have a good time without mm-hmm. all of that happening. And so, and, and Marvel, you know, they do a good job at that too. So, mm-hmm. um, so I try to kind of keep it on that level. Plus, I get a lot more respect from my actresses mm-hmm. when I do that. Right. And, one, and one of my things, and I've learned that other well-known directors do this, it's not just doing auditions, which is fun, but 
when I'm writing, I I sometimes don't even offer the the person a part. I try to have lunch with them, and we mm-hmm. just talk about them, mm-hmm. and I get to know them. And, yeah. and I'm thinking, could this be the person? Could this be my character? Right. And right. and and so a, a little bit. They might say, well, I don't act that way, but a little bit of some of their personality I put into the writing, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm building this character, okay. I might have it. So, but a little bit of that is with them. And so, That's so that kind of helps. Perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember an episode of Star Trek with Nona? The green Nancy, lady. Played by Nancy Kovac. Mm-hmm. Where she became enamored with weapons and power. And at least, oh, that's yeah, not the green lady, yeah, yeah she uh, was she a the green or something, okay. she was a blonde yeah. or something, yeah. That was, well, she was a brunette, but but I think science show. fiction's oh, always yeah. been kind of a yeah. fertile ground for women to kind of assert themselves in a aggressive or powerful way, you know, like that, yeah, yeah, and more than other genres. And that's a way that that show was before its time, even though like some mm-hmm. of the effects and stuff like that, were, yeah, you know, not there yet, but. I mean, yeah, effectively speaking, it was just a Western set in space. Very thoughtful. That's yeah. what I, that's, those are the things I like about science fiction is the, mm-hmm. the way it makes you think and the way it uh, engages you and mm-hmm. um, forwards, uh, you know, different yeah. ideas that right. you hadn't entertained before, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. Was the stories. The oh, stories, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Was the submerged universe something that you'd been working on for like a long time? No, I would write a script and we'd go shoot it, shoot it. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, as I got along, I started to kind of slow down and think about where, how we're going to get to the mm-hmm. end. Because it's just like any writing, you have your beginning, your middle and your end. Right. So I already know where my end is. I know mm-hmm. where my characters are going to end up. So it's just, how do we get to that? Yeah. Right. And so that's that's how I've been writing. And so, you know, like the, the, the script for the feature length I've done the first draft and we're going back through to do the second Mm. on that. And, you know, the pandemic's kind of slowed some things down. Yeah. That was one of my, one of my questions is COVID question mark. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, because it's a lot of physical action and I know a lot of people are out there with COVID restrictions doing Mm -hmm. their films but you know i didn't want to be in that situation right now and so Mm -hmm. that's why we've kind of kind of gotten into animation because i can still have Mm -hmm. some of my actors come in do their characters and Mm -hmm. i have some animation films that i'm trying to pitch and get done while we're in covid so the with the animation is that going to advance the storyline is it going to be adjacent to the storyline yes it's all going to advance the storyline so mm-hmm. what i do part of my story building a world building is mm-hmm. trans transmedia and so let's take star wars for instance you have the movies but then you mm-hmm. have the books that expand yeah. out those characters or the comic book and so that's what i've done i have my five films i have a novel I have mm-hmm. the comic books coming out, which expand and give new characters. And like I've tied like the newest movie, there's scenes in it that tie into my comic book. 
And then I have a card game uh, that we are, it is now out on drive-through cards. Submerge Echo 51 is based off the movie on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. So that expands the story and gives more story world. And so all these facets is part of my transmedia where anybody at any point can get into the story world of Submerge. So people are like, oh man, you got comics? Yep. Mm-hmm. But here goes the stories that is based off of and tied into, oh my God. So mm-hmm. they dive into the stories of the, the, yeah. the film and then vice versa. So it all feeds each other and everybody, you know, right now is looking for stories. They want something to get into that takes them away from their everyday yeah. uh, bustle, the mm-hmm. pandemic and you know, people are looking for that that journey, and so, so you want to create enough story that people can get into it. Either way, from gaming to I have poetry, I have music. Uh, the score is on iTunes and things like that that people can get into. You know, submerge. Right. Well, that kind of that kind of answers a question I had about you know how does an independent filmmaker get ahead these days with so much going on you know so much yeah available uh, and and you're saying that it's it's mm -hmm. kind of you have a lot of open doors you know a lot of entry points yeah Yeah, another question mark i have is finance right right yeah it's it's not easy i i tell when i do my panels and speaking engagements uh, to people that are you know thinking about or dreaming about being a filmmaker it's it's not a race. It's a marathon. And a lot of filmmakers, all they think about is I got to make my film. I got to make my my film, but Mm -hmm. they don't think of once you make that film, where, where is it going to go? And where are you going to get the most eyeballs on it? Why? And are you just going to throw it on YouTube where it's just sitting there? Right. Or are you going to get it out to film festivals? Are you going to do the work? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, these things you got to think about before you even, even uh, as a filmmaker, it's very important as you're writing this. Okay, where is this going to go? I want to mm-hmm. get this into film festivals around the world, mm-hmm. you know. And so, so you kind of know where you're going to do distribution. And mm-hmm. it's so it's so easy today with the internet to get these things out and. Fin- financing majority of my films I finance myself but mm-hmm. I've done crowdfund kickstarters things like that to the help and mm-hmm. you know and yeah. and also local businesses getting involved and then you have filmmakers and and film production crews in the town that you can pay but you can mm-hmm. also you know get people to be a PA or come in to work you know, to build a credit, IMBD. Free labor. And so, well, well, in, in a sense, you want to make sure you feed them. Well, right. But yeah, but you know, they're able to get in on a film crew and mm-hmm. start to build their credentials. And so, so all of that kind of works and collabing together. Yeah. Now you, you I, the the first movie, first film 
I'm watching the credits and I'm seeing Demetrius, 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 <laughs> some of your family, Demetrius, Demetrius. As you add more collaboration, how, how do you feel about like giving up control versus adding collaboration and what of your previous titles are you the most excited to give over to someone else um to get more someone else's view or expertise anything from getting coffee or pizza to Uh to actually to like you know (laughs) i don't know like well i mean you're already doing collabs with the music right right and obviously you can't do it all right Um, you know Right. But like, if, if you had to choose between, I don't know, like, do you feel like you're the best editor necessarily? Or because that's where the most control is when it comes to a film is the it's editing. When the story comes together. Really. Yeah. yeah. Or like uh, the post production. Yeah. Well, not so much. I'm not talking about like special effects. Mm-hmm. Are you looking forward to getting someone else to help with special effects more or? Well, you here's see the what thing. I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. Here's, <laughs> here, here's the thing. It, it, it was good for me to start out the way I have and learn mm-hmm. these different things, you know, with sound and visual effects and things mm-hmm. like that. So when I got to the third one, mm-hmm. when we first started, we had only about eight, eight to ten people. Like you said, you kept seeing Demetrius, Demetrius in the credits. Uh-huh. By the time we got to the third one, we had 30 people on set. Okay. And we had two film crews and and we had a crane and we had a location and things like that so Mm -hmm. the best thing i can say to anybody is to surround yourself with people that know more than you and Mm -hmm. so i was able to network we have indiana's indiana filmmakers network Mm -hmm. uh, here and so they have different chapters all over indiana and before COVID, you could go to their meetings. They mm-hmm. would have different meetings in central parts of Indianapolis, Fort Wayne, Evansville, um, mm-hmm. Indiana. And so you could go in and I would be sitting in a room with people that just started out to people that's done 37 feature films and worked mm-hmm. with Danny Glover on, and worked on Jurassic Park. So I would be sitting with all these great people Mm-hmm. And I could learn from them mm-hmm. and be able to network with them where, you know, sometimes I got offered a full truck mm-hmm. of equipment to help finish my film. And, and so, so, you know, the best thing to do is surround yourself as you go along, surround yourself with people that know more than you. And mm-hmm. that takes the pressure a little bit off it. You know, directing is like management. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't take it. All the different facets of that. You can't you do all the do jobs. It. You're right. You're right. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. Do it all. Now, about the only thing I'm I'm doing all right now, in a sense, is my marketing. Now, eventually, once I'm able to make enough money to pay, keep paying somebody to do that, then mm-hmm. that will be another something off of it. But I, you know, I enjoy the process of it. But, but that's the, that's the best thing I've been able to collab with people all over the world from the Philippines to Venezuela, you know, with all the different things I'm, I'm doing with uh, comics and uh, wow. things like that. Mm-hmm. Bringing the world, mm-hmm. making the world a little smaller. 
Yeah. 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 We've, the uh, a little bit we've had small distribution for the first three films in Japan. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh. then, yeah. With yeah. You know, was and, you know, continuously pushing the envelope. So when this fifth film comes out, that'll be season one. And, mm-hmm. you know, because people will be able to watch it straight through. And then they'll be ready for season two, which is Galaxy of Subversion. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I only have a, I I really have a question, one question left that I'm really curious about. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, sometimes uh, in a director's work, there's a thread that goes through his body of work, you know, whether it's man's inhumanity to man or the destruction of the environment or the dangers of totalitarian leadership or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is there like a big picture theme common to the submerged universe? I would say, yeah, I would say it's that dealing with adversity, mm-hmm. you're able to, it might be hard, but once you get through it, mm-hmm. you're stronger for it. And yeah. so each one of my characters, uh, from Nairi to Light, losing her, you know, her parents or, or mm-hmm. her family, you know, and coming out stronger to be able to deal with those things. And so, you know, we all as humans, we, we deal with these things. You just think you can't make it another day. But there are ones that are examples maybe in our own family or mother or dad or what have you that has dealt with those things and still able to keep pulling forward and, you know, and, and be stronger for it. And, you know, and most definitely I'm a religious person. So God most definitely is part of that for me, helping with that, but also you know the willingness to be able to keep moving forward. Right. Well said. So, so that's kind of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. School of hard so. knocks. <laughs> now we already kind of touched on your merchandise. You've got shirts and the card game and music and the card game. Is that kind of similar to like Magic the Gathering type of thing? It has some of the mechanics of magic. It's the story of the Craig Empire coming against the mm-hmm. planet of Echo, and you have okay. the rebels. So you're trying to protect the, the, trying to keep the empire from getting through the, the forest, the mountains, and then the city of Echo. Mm-hmm. And so it's a, a good, you know, action-packed game mm-hmm. uh, to play, and can be played within probably about 45 minutes or so. But it can change up because you can go to multi-universes and and then the whole mm-hmm. world can change right before the people with a certain move. And so Brett Robinson is, he actually was a photographer on my sets and I put out a call for, I'm looking for somebody that is a game designer. And he says, well, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and I started, mm-hmm. you know, going over certain details and so he created the game and we you know based off of uh, my characters from my films and and we tied it all together and so like this we've play tested for two years and then uh, this year now like i said it's out on drive-through cards submerge echo 51 card game you can get it there or our website dv entertainment pictures 
com and and we're demoing we got we got comic cons coming up that we're going to one starts next week hall of heroes comic con in uh, elkhart indiana we're going to be there and we're going to mm-hmm. be demoing the game and selling it mm-hmm. along with uh, everything else so um yeah I mean, you really, it's almost like you've gotten your merchandising up before you've fully gotten your universe up. Is that mm-hmm. usual? No, it's not. No? Or is uh, it, it's so, interesting to me. It, it, it whets my appetite <laughs> to see well, more of the universe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. a fun piece, you know, just coming from, like I said, you know, Star Wars and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, having those things, you know, Battlestar Galactica, you had just ships and, and the action figures, which now, mm-hmm. you know, we, I have my own action figures for Submerge. And we also got our own uh, custom Funko Pops of our different characters. Yeah, know? I saw those, the bobble, the, yeah, the big heads. That's really yeah. cool. So that's at yeah. your website, right? Do people yeah. really know that your website? Yeah, dventertainmentpictures.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, mm-hmm. just having those limited edition action figures and things like that, like it adds, yeah, yeah it, it adds so much. And, you know, people want to get involved with that. And it's it's been great, especially with the different cons that we've been at mm-hmm. having a booth that people are able to as we work the circuit to come back through oh okay what you got new this year you know and they're getting whatever's new and the new movie and yeah things like that so we're building mm-hmm. that you know fan base almost that's how a, i've built my fan base over here it's, it's almost a grassroots campaign yeah in yeah. a sense i think mm-hmm. that's kind of clever especially what with the the covid break that we have all had to endure yeah yeah and you know a lot of people when they just first looking in they're like oh my god how do they do that well you know, they don't realize i've been doing this for eight years so mm, yeah. um, and and being able to collab with different people through getting action figures and things like that mm-hmm. you know uh, it, it's 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 a fun piece to have going, most definitely. You're mm-hmm. you're building quite a yeah. I don't want to say a legacy because it's not a legacy mm-hmm. yet, but you're you're going right. to have a heck of a legacy someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 We're getting we're getting people involved now because you know, like I tell people when we because I I've been one of the fun points is like I said when we go to these. Uh, film festivals and we have our own panels now we have our own submerged universe panels where the cast comes in they sign autographs they're dressed in their costumes sometimes mm-hmm. and yeah and we've got people coming in you know like in episode five i really like this character and you know i like mm-hmm. the figure and all those things are happening mm-hmm. now and yeah. so i i really like the aspect that i'm able to give mm-hmm. back to my actors and actresses at this mm-hmm. time in their career you know something where they can be proud of it and people are seeing them now because their next gig could be star wars it could yeah. be uh, walking dead well and it you know. sounds like you may have given them their sad cards well you know and, and some people yeah you know well, that's yeah. part of the thing but most definitely something that they could put on the reel mm-hmm. you know as part of their journey 
yeah. because I, you know, they, they come back to me for footage from their film and that's helping them get the next job. So right. somebody else is watching Submerge so they could get their next yeah. job. Yeah, so, and you've got industry people seeing it as part of their, yeah. That's got to be really uh, satisfying from uh, your point of view to, for that going to be happening for mm-hmm. your eyes like that. That's, to yeah. see your vision yeah. come to life like that mm-hmm. and then other people to enjoy mm-hmm. success out of it. Like, probably nothing more gratifying in the world, you know, other than yeah. heaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So have yeah. you written Samuel L. Jackson's role yet? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> Hey, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, I've learned, I've learned that if you got a good story and you got the right connections, it's about who you know for sure and get in touch with some, you know, some pretty well-known actors and and Mm -hmm. see, that's the other thing. I go back to these film festivals and Comic-Con because Mm -hmm. those are where the actors come to. Yeah. And so uh, now I'm going to butcher his name and, I hope he don't ever listen to this. John. <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> yeah, I hope he does. He played the 1990s Flash, and now mm-hmm. he's playing in all the other Flashes. It's John West. Oh, God. I'm butchering it. Mm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I wish I could help uh, you out there, Demetrius. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I don't know the actor name John. Flash. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, he's still playing on the new Flash shows and mm-hmm. uh, the different CW shows. And mm-hmm. so John Shaper. Okay. I'm not going to try. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was at a con and mm-hmm. he was coming through to go to the restroom and I say, hey, man, I love your 90s show. I, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I really appreciate that. And I just yeah. said that. He's like, I'm going to be back through. I want to take a picture with you and your cast. I want to be, you know. And so he did that the next day. He came back and we connected on Facebook and, you know, being able to talk. And when I Mm -hmm. was tagging, when I was putting pictures up of him, he was like, he inboxed me, hey, tag me in those pictures, please. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, so we've met a lot of actors at these comic cons and sometimes they have downtime or my book because of being a guest a lot of time at these different events i'm sitting right next to them so we talking they're seeing mm-hmm. the reactions of people and they're looking for their next job they're looking for mm-hmm. their next work mm-hmm. and, and some so, some of these actors are just like really big sci-fi geeks yeah know? and so yeah. they're wandering around for instance I think it was Toby Maguire actually went to a Comic-Con dressed as, as, uh, oh, Tony, Tony Sparks. Tony Stark? Yeah, Tony Stark as uh, Iron mm-hmm. Man. Ah. He wandered around wow. a Comic-Con in a really, really bad, like, he went to some place and bought a Iron Man costume for 25 bucks and spent the whole mm-hmm. day at Comic-Con just enjoying the heck out of it. And I know that... Um, I know these people. I admire their work. Don't get me wrong. I know. I'm just not good with <laughs> names sometimes. Uh, Walter White. Yeah, Brian Cranston actually went to a Comic Con dressed as in a Walter White mask and hat. Right, right. You know, and it's just things like that. And I know there's more stories than that. You know, I think Brent Spinner went and he was dressed in the data costume and 
people wouldn't believe he was actually Brent Spinner. They just yeah. thought he was a really good data. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, so. Yeah. And so that one actually, <laughs> John you Wesley. Know that, uh, you never know if that Batman is actually Batman. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. The one actor is John Wesley, the ship. So, okay. and he's played Thank in you. a bunch of other things. Yeah. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. so having those privilege to be able to talk to actors that have worked um, mm-hmm. in the industry, they're interested in what you're doing. And so I've learned from coming from the music industry, which is not too far apart from video, you know, uh, doing it's movies. It's definitely got to be crossover. So, right. So right. to be ready. So, hey, you know, you might have a part or 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 something that they could get into, mm-hmm. uh, but it's creating a relationship with them. And it's not about, hey, I got a part, blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes it's just creating a relationship. And they're following you, you're following them, and just yeah. they're they're real people too. And so, like one time I went in the cast of Battlestar mm-hmm. Galactica, the the nineteen eighties Battlestar Galactica. They the eighties one? Oh yeah. Yeah, they came up and invited mm-hmm. me to go out to dinner with them. Oh, cool. And so I'm sitting with the whole cast, you know, and this is uh-huh. before think of his name right now well yeah you, well the new one was out but the actor before he passed away yeah yeah okay so um i'm talking about the apollo uh, oh okay okay oh i didn't so, know he passed yeah yeah so i would say a few months after i met them he passed but yeah oh, amazing but yeah but to be able to see them and mm-hmm. talk with them it it was just just think of your favorite show right now yeah and somebody that main actor comes up to you and say hey you want to go out to dinner with all of us and you're just oh, sitting yeah. there richard Hatch. <laughs> yeah yes yes mm-hmm. yes he, amazing this dude was so humble mm-hmm. and you, he, he kind of you know it was like you see him leading the crew on the show mm-hmm. but he was like kind of leading them there at the not just on the day. show but off the show as well yeah yeah he was their yeah. main contact you know mm-hmm. when they would do these yeah like, big um, I cheated. And things I cheated, there you go. But that's gonna... what i was trying to do but I, I <laughs> yeah but i mean that dude was young i mean that's, yeah. a, that's an eye-opener i mean right. I think that he's... guy he's like the he was like the luke skywalker he's probably show, about right? our age yeah probably. right but yeah it's it's it, it's it's very inspiring and and they're very supportive and it's been a privilege to be able to see actors from your childhood you know police academy and all that kind of stuff and and they're cool people you know and yeah and I, there's only a few i've geeked out on like oh mm-hmm. like you know it's like yeah in episode five when you did <laughs> you know, you do one of those geek out points, but right, right, um, some detail that maybe you haven't even uh, yeah. remembered. You know? Right, yeah. right, but but yeah, you know, though it's not impossible. Uh, mm-hmm. But you uh, again, it's about who you network and know. And my thing is is to when I'm doing my transmedia marketing, you know, you make sure it's mm-hmm. right, it's it's good when it gets put out. And because you never know who's watching right. uh, social media, people are not going to 
being liking and seeing something all the time. And so, you know, connections with Walt Disney, people that directors from Walt Disney like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, watching my stuff. And, you know, then they give a shout out with my comment in hand saying, hey, this is, you know, the best up and coming comic coming. You need to get a hold of this. And Mm -hmm. they have an Emmy. To buy the Uh, merchandise? You want the, you want the, uh, you want a copy of the, the lunchbox? <laughs> right, right. The lunchbox. But yeah, it's, it's just a honor for them to be able to acknowledge what I'm doing. And I haven't even met them before uh, other than social media. And then also having someone from Marvel and uh, DC Comics interested in w- what I'm doing. And they've been watching me and uh, I actually met them, well, hey, but I didn't know who they were. <laughs> well, no, it's yeah. not a competition to me, but, you know, it's inspiring to me because of the work done. And But being in a con and they've met me, but they didn't say mm-hmm. who they were. I didn't know who they uh, were. And then later on we talked. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's why I try to make sure everything uh, looks good and we try to do our best to make a good story world because you never know when somebody wants to say, Hey, I really like Submerge universe, what you're doing. I want to be part of that. Right. Yeah. We do have one last question that we haven't asked yet. Where, how do you feel Disney is doing with the star Wars Lucas franchise? I think they're doing an awesome job with it. You know, there's so many people are going to have their opinion. They say, you know, at first, you know, well, you're doing the same old thing, blah, blah, blah. But then when somebody does something that's totally different, then mm-hmm. they get upset about that, <laughs> you know. So yeah. for me, it's just like TV. Let's say you have your favorite show. Some episodes are going to be you're going to like better than the other one. Does that mean you right. don't like the whole franchise or what's going right. on? You know, and so, you know. That's how I look at it, and especially coming from a. I mean, uh, in spite of Jar people still went to Star Wars movies. Right, <laughs> right. You know, and you like, oh as my a director, gosh, that was awful. Well, you know, as as yeah. you start to get behind the scenes and know what right. it took to get into that and do that, and how right. much an actor puts some of themselves in there, you know, that affected mm-hmm. him big time. You know, he almost committed oh. suicide because of oh. all the the fan. How could anyone blame him? Oh, I mean, you know, people do, you know, people go that far, you know, fandom oh, that's and awful. can be a good thing and a bad thing. So, well, but, I hope he's uh, doing well. Yeah, he's doing much better, but you know, that was, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it was either a documentary that they mm-hmm. did on him but that yeah he was to the point of suicide because of wow. uh, that. Wow. That's so crazy. that's awesome yeah so you know mm-hmm. it's it's part of the the engine the beast people can mm-hmm. say what they want but i just think about you know every episode yeah. is, is different and mm-hmm. uh, there's still things in it i i like so I, right. I like i like where they are and most definitely the mandalorian Mm -hmm. set the internet on fire i love it gives you feels i've never Mm -hmm. seen a film or a show i mean it's been a few but that Mm -hmm. has hit worldwide where you've had grown men cry because Uh, we haven't seen the mandalorian oh but we just got disney plus 
We didn't yeah, have it as our part of our platform. Um, yeah. Now, so so. Uh huh. Yeah. Go so ahead. that's I understand the machine of what they're doing. Right. And when you look at their storytelling, it is broad and it is phenomenal the way they keep it all together. Yeah. 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 And and thank you for that because that is educational for me because I never even really thought about it. I mean, if you think about it, if for no other reason the fact that you're a character in Star Wars, so you could move forward and mm-hmm. and, and the the world's your universe, and then it turns out you're the most right. reviled character in, in the history of the franchise. Right. Yeah, if, yeah. If, 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 he's obviously supposed to be a big, uh, you know, like a big comic. Well, he was part of the story, character from right? The right. Yeah. Well, but I mean, he was supposed to be. He was a senator. He was a serious person. But at the same time, the character was somewhat humorous. Yeah, mm. sort of the so, Steve Bartman yeah. syndrome, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right now we have in development a series the submerged galaxy of subversion that is going to be a live action continuation of the story of of mm-hmm. Liz and her crew the Ujima mm-hmm. against the Craig Empire mm-hmm. and we're going to be learning some things there were different things in Echo 51 that will be answered that people have questions about mm-hmm. in this series and so we are doing two spin-offs one oh. is the figure which he's been in three of the films. That's going to be an animated spinoff uh, uh-huh. in a small series. And then also Queen Rain will be going to a, a multiverse universe in, in, in her adventures. And so right now we're looking at doing a, a animation about Queen Rain. So that the animation really helps right now with COVID going on. We can record uh-huh. people acting and I can do that and you know we don't have to be really out with people so that helps tell us where everybody can find all this stuff yeah yeah okay. provide your socials one more time you can go to Facebook and go to Submerge Universe and also DV Entertainment Pictures with an S and also you can go to Submerge Universe on Instagram and you can find us on Twitter at Submerge Universe and you can go to our website DV Entertainment that's D like in David V like in Victor entertainmentpictures.com and you can you know go to our streaming page for the movies or the novels and everything else that's submerge and and get submerged thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for joining us once again on yeah uh aha with lisa and phil and our guest demetrius witherspoon who's been very entertaining and has a lot of great things going on in the future thank you demetrius thank you hey listeners it's lisa and phil from yeah uh aha how are we doing we love feedback please use our socials to let us know what you think we have socials Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Notice, Notice a, a pattern. pattern. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week.